What's up? It's Jay Hood. DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Have you downloaded DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook? You should. From the WNBA to Major League Baseball, the college football to the NFL, and the NBA. Get down on it now. Use the promo code WMVP. DraftKings is good to me, so they will be good to you. Be good to them. DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. You're interested in trying to bet on your favorite teams or not-so-favorite teams? Think about this. Already, if you go to DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook, October 19th, Nets against the Bucks is a pick'em. Nets and Bucks are a pick'em. Get down on that. How about the Warriors and the Lakers on October 19th? The Lakers already are a four-and-a-half-point favorite against the Warriors. And what about October 20th? The Bulls will take on the Pistons. The Bulls already are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Check it out now. Get on DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook early, so that way you are ready for any season. WNBA playoffs, Major League Baseball playoffs right around the corner, college football, the NFL, NBA, anything else that you're interested in, they're great to me. Be good to them. DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. And don't forget, when you log on, use the promo code WMVP for great perks that you can get as a sports gambler. DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. They are the sponsor of the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast. Under the Hood Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. At Casino Queen Sportsbook, I'm Jonathan Hood. Saying what's up to you listening on the Cap and J Hood Podcast feed on the ESPN Chicago app or on Spotify. You can be able to download this podcast on Spotify. Look for Under the Hood Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Boom. You'll never miss an episode as we take you through the preseason, the regular season, the playoffs, the finals, everything you need basketball-wise, I got you on the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. We will have a special guest on the show because it is pitcher day. Remember in school you used to have pitcher day? Yeah, it was uh, media day across the NBA. We'll hear from Darnell Mayberry from TheAthletic.com. We'll get his thoughts about the upcoming Bulls season, and we'll go around the NBA, and we'll stop in a few places and talk about the league. If you love basketball, basketball is hood right here, the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast. All right, let's talk about something that uh, is a story and that you knew it would be around the NBA, and that is what's going on with COVID-19. Now, no matter where you stand on COVID-19, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, that's not really the conversation that I want to have. What I want to talk about is how it affects the NBA. You know, I do this podcast because I love basketball. and We would love to provide you with the basketball content, college or pro, uh, as much as possible here on the podcast. But yesterday, as we record this, Monday, September 27th, 
Kyrie Irving was not present for the Brooklyn Nets preseason media day at Barclays Center, where city law requires athletes to have at least one dose of the COVID vaccination to participate in team activities. Now, I watched Kyrie Irving as he was at the house. He was not at media day. He was there on his Instagram live and reporters were shooting questions to Kyrie Irving uh, while he was at home. COVID-19, unfortunately, is a really controversial topic for some. It's not controversial for me. Uh, After I did my initial research, I went and got the vaccine. And again, what I do may not fit you. I just know the reasons why that I got the the vaccination is pretty simple. One, I did not want to affect my coworkers. If I get sick, I don't want to make someone else sick. Another thing is, is that I want to make sure that I can go back to restaurants and be able to go to games. And this summer has been really freeing for me because I feel like I've got the vaccine and I feel like I have some hedge of protection around me because of COVID-19. For those that say, well, people have died even though they got the vaccine. Again, I weigh the numbers and all of that. And I feel like for me, I need the vaccine to make sure that I didn't get my coworkers sick or my family sick because I would feel like like the worst person in the world if I felt like I got sick and then I made someone else sick because I didn't do my due diligence to make sure that I'm healthy. Again, what's good for me may not be good for you, but I'm just speaking for myself. I don't feel like that's controversial. And if you find it's controversial, I couldn't care less. I know what's best for me. But here's the thing about the NBA and that there's 90% of the players that are vaccinated in the NBA. As a matter of fact, the WNBA, 99% of the women and the personnel around the WNBA uh, are vaccinated. I think there's one or two people that are not, but the majority, 99 plus percent are vaccinated. And so with Kyrie Irving, he's not alone. Bradley Beal has also dug his heels in the sand. And so has Andrew Wiggins of the Golden State Warriors. So let's go back in time and hear from Kyrie Irving as he was dodging questions on Monday on what the plan is going to be for him. Um, Now, I want to make sure that we point this out. San Francisco city officials removed religious and medical exemptions from their policy uh, this past Friday, emboldening the NBA's decision to deny any application from Golden State Warriors forward Andrew Wiggins. A league source said any comment on further applications for exemptions in New York uh, would make it very clear. The Knicks have said their team is 100% vaccinated, but the Nets this season, prohibitive championship favorite, uh, have one elusive holdout, and that is Kyrie Irving. Some thoughts here from Kyrie. In the spirit of, of not putting limitations on the future, do you expect to play in home games in New York considering the, the rules in the state? Again, I would like to keep all that private. Please just just respect my privacy. Like uh, all the questions, kind of leading into what's happening. You know, just please uh, everything will be released at at a due date, and uh, once we get this cleared up. But as of right now, just please respect my privacy regarding anything around home games, what's happening, vaccination. Please, do you have another question, Malik? I love to answer. Understanding you want to keep this private, and I do think that, I do think there's you know people should have privacy to a certain extent. But uh, people are speculating about certain stances you have, and that you're not going to be available to your team and that kind of thing. And just why don't you want to clear that up to some extent? Yeah, please respect my privacy. Next question. But is it in fans too? They, 
they also want to know, not just us. Yeah, next question. So the thoughts there from Kyrie Irving talking to the reporters, the first one is Malika Andrews asking a direct question about whether or not that Kyrie Irving will be available or not. Um, and my whole thought is, is that, sure, Kyrie Irving or anyone else has the right to say, no, I'd, I'm not going to take the vaccine. It's not right for me. Again, everyone has their own decision to make. But also, I believe that the decision for an employer to say, well, you're going to be away from the team and we won't pay you. Uh, they have the right to do that as well. And if I am the Brooklyn Nets and Sean Marks and the ownership from the Brooklyn Nets or what's going on with the Golden State Warriors and uh, Andrew Wiggins or anyone else that says, uh, you know, I'm just not going to take it. Well, I mean, there's a way for players to go around and try to get an exemption. Again, a, a number of cities have already closed that religious uh, exemption down so that's not happening or getting a pass to play. Uh, but if I'm an employer and I'm like, you know what, I need you to be on the floor and play and you won't take the vaccine or you won't do something to make sure that you don't infect the team, then the team has every right, I believe, to flex their muscle and say, now I'm good. Now, what we have seen here, uh, especially in the summer, is that the NBA is not going to be down on players uh, that are not uh, taking the vaccine. I saw that earlier this uh, earlier this summer where it's about people around the team, not necessarily players on the team. And I would just say that, you know, there is a level of selfishness there in some ways. For me, I would say that that is the case. But again, everyone has their right to do what they want. I felt like I don't want to get someone sick, but Kyrie Irving and other players feel like, no, it's my privacy. But here's the thing. Like, if you're the team, you got to find out whether or not you're available or not. If nothing else, you know, tell the team, like, I'm not going to be around because I don't feel like I should take the vaccine. And they have every right to do that. Some thoughts from the Dan Levitard show with Stu Gatz uh, from Metal Arc Media. They discussed this as well. What's up with Kyrie Irving? Will he return to the Brooklyn Nets? He was doing last night. Wasn't he doing his entire media availability, which wasn't where it was supposed to be on his own Instagram live. There's just been a total shift with this stuff, Stu Gatz. There's been a shift in athletes controlling their own brand, their own narrative, not having any need for the people questioning them. Andrew Wiggins is spitting. Who are you people right. to ask me questions about these things? Well, the conversation started with Kyrie Irving. That's where that's where Greg started it. And Kyrie's just one of those people where he it just feels like it's forced, where he's going to do the opposite. If you tell him to get vaccinated, he's not going to get vaccinated. If you tell him don't get vaccinated, he'll be the guy who gets vaccinated. You tell him the earth is round, it's flat. You tell him it's flat, it's round. He's just going to go the opposite way every single time. Why? Because I'm Kyrie Irving. And, and the ultimate absurdity is Kyrie Irving saying... The last thing I wanted was to be a distraction when the only thing he's being is a distraction. And and how about just thinking of your teammates and the distraction you're putting on them? Uh, it, it's just it, it's absurd what he's doing right now. To me, I have several issues with Kyrie Irving, but the one that I took biggest exception to was respect my privacy, trying to avoid it. No, this isn't a personal matter. We need to see if you're going to be available for half the games. You have a max contract. There's a, there's a team here with championship hopes and aspirations. Are you going to be here? If we go on the road in the NBA Finals and we're playing the Golden State Warriors, can you play in any of the games? Stugatz, I found, and I'm imagining that this is something that people are noticing, 
the way that Kyrie Irving left Cleveland, broke up with LeBron, was the first to break up with LeBron before LeBron breaks up with you, right. was tired of all the old head mentoring and said, you know what, LeBron? You've gotten old. I'm going to make my own path after making the biggest shot in the sports history. And I'm going to be a young person who chooses a different path for a new group of fans and for young people. Good and I believe that this guy who has some of the best game that you have seen in your life. I believe that this works for this guy's brand, that he is more famous than even his excellence, that all of his stuff running contrarian is absolutely something that feeds the machine, making him more famous than he would otherwise be if he wasn't consistently choosing this as part of his brand. He's gone from those commercials where he's playing an old man. Right. And the more the more mainstream image route to, you know what? Bleep it. I'm just going to say what I want, when I want, how I want, and I'm going to stop caring what anybody thinks about how it's received. And I think it works for him, that polarizing works for him. I get it. It does work for him. On this one issue, put your brand aside. Be a leader. Put your brand aside. Stop tr stop worrying about the brand and actually worry about other people for a change, okay? Because there are people within that Nets organization and within the NBA who are concerned about being around unvaccinated people. You know the vaccine works, Kyrie. You're a smart dude. Instead of going against well, wait a minute. It, you think this is contrivance? Uh, do you think he's a smart dude? I think Kyrie's a no, smart no, dude. No, no, no. He's bizarro Joe Rogan. Okay. He thinks he's a lot smarter than he is. Regardless, okay, might just be a leader. Put your brand aside this one time. Because I'm, this I, is about life and death. I, and I, be a leader. I don't forget to check out DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Use the promo code WMVP, whether it's for the WNBA, Major League Baseball, College Football, the NFL, or, of course, the NBA. We're doing an NBA podcast, right? Take a look at what's going on right now. Get yourself ready for the season by checking out DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Make sure you use the promo code WMVP. They're great to us, so you be great to them. So you heard there from... Dan Lebertard and Stugat uh, and company on and Metal Arc Media talking about this. Uh, some strong comments on uh, as far as what's going on with Kyrie Irving. My issue with Kyrie is that when he goes AWOL and doesn't tell the team where he's going, I have a problem with that. And there is some kind of weird um, personality traits to Kyrie Irving. There's no question about that. Would I want him on my team? No, I would not. And here's why. Dude, if I can't find where you're going, if you have an issue as far as um, you need to be in a different headspace or you need time away, that's fine. But at least tell the team, right? We are a lot more conscious of what is going on in our society when it comes to uh, mental health issues or just being overwhelmed. I mean, check out that documentary uh, about what happened with the Detroit P Pistons uh, and what happened there with the uh, Malice in the Palace. That is a great documentary. If you have not seen that, look for the Malice in the Palace, that documentary. It was tremendous. It told you all you need to know about Ron Artest and mental health issues. So my issue is that he just bounces and doesn't tell anybody. In this situation, Kyrie Irving is no different than a lot of people in around the world and definitely in the United States that draw a line and say, I'm not going to get the vaccine. That's fine. But as as I said, I don't necessarily have to play you. 
And so it was a, a really good article. I'm going to direct you to Monday's article from Vincent Goodwill from Yahoo. The piece is entitled, Stop Giving Vocal Minority of Anti-Vax NBA Players the Space to be Loud and Wrong. Loud, proud, and wrong took center stage on podiums across the NBA with stars playing gladly uh, or, or gladly spouting off misinformation and nonsense reminiscent of the presidential campaigns of recent vintage. It temporarily took the focus uh, off the drama in Philadelphia as uh, Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, and Andrew Wiggins took turns with eye-rolling statements that seemed inconsistent, uh, incomplete, and inconsiderate. It's a really, really good article, and that's where I r- realized that 99% of the WNBA players and staff are vaccinated. Uh, that was a story that was broken by Vincent Goodwill. Uh, but it is an interesting article. Uh, and keep in mind, talking about the salaries, right? Kyrie Irving's making $34 million. Uh, Bradley Beal's making $34 million. Andrew Wiggins is making $31 million this season. And so these guys are making top dollar. And if they don't want to play, then I would do something to try to, re- try to recoup that money or continue to find them. Uh, and Andrew Wiggins... A guy that is is really strong on it and saying, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to get the vaccine. That's fine. Everyone has an entitled, you're entitled to do that. But also, if you're a team, you got to decide whether or not you want to have these players around or not. Washington Wizards guard Bradley Beal talking about this issue with COVID-19. Question, are you vaccinated? Oh, I am not vaccinated. No, no. Do you care to share why? Personal reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like an explanation to, you know, people with vaccines, why are they still getting COVID? If that's something that we are supposed to highly be protected from, like, that's funny that, oh, it reduces your chances of going to the hospital. It doesn't eliminate anybody from getting COVID, right? So everybody, is everybody in here vaxxed? I would assume, right? So you all can still get COVID, right? We're less likely to die or go to the hospital. Okay, but you can still get COVID. Right. So, and you can still pass it along with the vax, right? You know, the whole vaccination debate, uh, that's your personal choice. Um, But it's probably not going to be the last time you're going to get asked these questions. Are you worried that this is going to be maybe a distraction for you, the team going forward, and how do you plan on handling this? Because obviously, um, in this COVID world, everybody wants to talk about the vaccination question. Yeah, uh, one, it won't be any pressure from me or from my teammates or anybody. Two, um, I don't think it'll be a distraction. Um, we're here to play basketball and do that at the highest level, and. You know, we have protocols and things in place to make sure that we're taken care of and we're tested, you know, regularly. So, um, no, no, I think uh, I think we're good. So you hear the thoughts there from Bradley Beal of the Washington Wizards. All right, let's talk about some bulls with Darnell Mayberry from TheAthletic.com. Let's, I'm going to give him a call and let's get ready for Bulls basketball. What can we expect this season? All right, let me call... Darnell, and we'll move forward here on the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast. Darnell Mayberry covers the Chicago Bulls in the NBA for TheAthletic.com. He joins me right here on the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings. Darnell, Jonathan Hood, thanks so much for your time. No problem. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. 
let me get your thoughts on the new look roster for the Bulls. What stands out most about what the Bulls have done here in the offseason? DeMar DeRozan. Uh, you know, a lot of people say it's an overpay, but he is one of the premier scorers in the league. And last year, he really took his game to another level as a playmaker. So uh, I really like the DeMar DeRozan addition. I'm excited to see him play. Uh, and I think he's going to help complement Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic uh, on the offensive ends for sure. Uh, and then just adding another level of experience uh, and talent to this team, I think the Bulls really need it. And, and to be able to get that done and lock him in for three years, I mean, I think that's a good foundation to have moving forward. Darnell, you've been here for a minute, and you saw the Gar Foreman, John Paxson regime, and you see what's happening here with Karnaschovas and Eversley. How different does this feel around the ball club now, now that you see the Bulls actually making moves and trying to get out of the lottery? Yeah, it feels different. I actually wrote it today uh, at The Athletic that media day, you could feel it at media day where uh, everyone who came in, the players that we spoke to, uh, were all really professional. Uh, They were just looking forward to today's first training camp practice. Uh, They weren't trying to put any expectations on the season or or how well they could do or anything like that. It was just a business-like approach that uh, I think we haven't really seen from this franchise in years past. And uh, everyone from Arturis Karnaschovas and Billy Donovan down to the players just really came in with that workmanlike attitude. And it was just odd for how ordinary it was. You know, there were no grand proclamations. There was no, uh, you know, just just uh, controversies uh, to speak of. Uh, it was just a very businesslike day at media day yesterday. And, and that's the same thing that sort of carried over into today's first training camp practice. And I, I'm, I was wondering your observations of Billy Donovan. I'm sure that when he took over the job, he thought, well, there would be a, some semblance of you know, of understanding basketball, uh, what you expected for your teammates. And I'm sure it was kind of a shock to him to see in his first year with the Bulls and then kind of going through the season. I'm sure some things surprised him about just some of the things that maybe the young players learned, it's almost like he had to reteach and retool the team in some ways, right? Yeah, he had such a young roster when he stepped in. Uh, you know, you had uh, Larry Marketing, Wendell Carter Jr., Daniel Gafford, Kobe White, those guys, and, and, and all of the names I just mentioned, except for Kobe White, aren't here anymore. So, um, you know, now you've got Lonzo Ball in his fifth year, De- DeMar DeRozan in his 13th year, uh, the veteran, and Nikola Vucevic, and, and Zach Levine. So you've got. Uh, a couple of young guys like Patrick Williams, Kobe White going into his third year, but you've now got veterans around them. Uh, and, and that's the thing. The Billy Donovan fielded a question today uh, from the media about how you don't have to just teach anymore. You can just kind of let these guys play because they have the experience and they can go out there that they don't have to be taught every little thing. So it is definitely a difference. Darnell, tell us about Patrick Williams and when we could possibly see him on the floor healthy. I, I would probably say either the end of October or early November. Um, you know, we saw him today getting some three-point shots up. Uh, you know, he wasn't exploding off of his uh, severely sprained left ankle that's that's healing. I think two weeks out now from, from the injury. I guess tomorrow would make two weeks since he sustained that injury. But uh, it was good. It's just encouraging to see him yesterday walking with both shoes on. He hadn't had a boot on, anything like that. And then today to see him getting up. Uh, three-point shots and he was having some lift uh, on that jumper but not just overly explosive so uh, i think maybe the end of october we should we should start to hear more 
uh, in his recovery and timeline. Yeah, the, the development of Lonzo Ball is interesting because we saw a guy that can be able to distribute the basketball, which is great. But I think that he's been able to find his stroke a little bit as well. I, I expect him to really be a catalyst offensively. What has Billy Donovan talked about as far as what Lonzo could do for Zach Levine and others? Well, he talks a lot about his defense, and he, he, he feels like he is one of the premier de- perimeter defenders in the league. So, uh, you know, Kobe White has even talked about how he can learn from Lonzo Ball, uh, even though he's coming in and, and sort of taking that starting point guard role. Um, and so the three-point shot you mentioned will be uh, a very valuable addition. Uh, when he's not playing on the ball, he can be a, a nice weapon to have off the ball as a spot-up shooter. And, and as you mentioned, the improvement that he's made is going to really help this team when either DeRozan has the ball in his hands or Zach or even if they're running something in the post for Vucevic. So uh, it's just another weapon that the Bulls have and maybe some stability finally at that point guard spot. You know, Darnell, what's worth watching, and I think it will loom large, is the contract situation for Zach Levine, and I'm wondering what's best for Zach. Do you sign this deal now during the season, or do you wait until at the end of the season and really try to max out your money? What what do you think is more likely for him? I think Zach has ultimate confidence in himself, and I feel like he feels like he is worth the max, and he's probably going to want to go out there and and prove it if the Bulls don't, don't share that sentiment at this point um and so it feels to me like zach's gonna go out there and bet on himself and 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 try to prove that uh he's worth the top dollar i think that's what we're gonna see darnell was he the max do you think he deserved the max uh before the changes i mean before the changes you saw this team was not obviously a playoff team they didn't have enough talent and i'm just thinking that this will enhance uh, increase his chances of getting that money, especially with a talented team around him, because he really should ball out to, uh, this year with the type of talent around him. Yeah, I mean, I do think he's a, a max player. He averaged 27 and a half points last year, right, at five rebounds and five assists and, and on incredible efficiency. And it's not many guys in the league who can do that. As soon as you let a guy like Zach Levine go, you're going to be looking for his replacement. We saw the same thing happen in the same city with the same franchise with Jimmy Butler. Uh, and, and Zach has become uh, a, a star in this league. He's an Olympian, a gold medal winning player at this point, and, and he is on the cusp of, of becoming one of those upper echelon players. And I think this year is going to be huge for him going into his seventh season. But, yeah, I think you do pay a guy like that. But the question that I think the Bulls would rightfully have is, can we win with this player? Uh, Zach hasn't, and he's admitted, he hasn't played in a meaningful game in his career. He's never made the postseason. Uh, you know, he's never come close to making the playoffs. So um, you, you really have to link, think long and hard about whether or not you're going to pay a guy like that uh, top dollar when you haven't won anything with him yet. Yeah, that's, that's the slippery slope, right? I mean, that's a big deal because I'm thinking without him, say, for instance, he bounces and he goes someplace else. Now, I feel like the Bulls would be right back to square one. So it's almost like if you don't pay him, I think that you're you're headed in the right direction, but if if you if he goes someplace else, Darnell, that might be a problem for the Bulls. Yeah, it definitely would be a problem. Now the thing is, they've got DeRozan now. Is he insurance or is that you know you compliment Zach? But you know, I don't think you can rule it out that just in case Zach gets away, they do have DeMar DeRozan 
right here in the fold, and they can they can continue to build with him and move forward. Go to theathletic.com and check out Darnell Mayberry. Just click NBA and then click the Bulls, and that way you are locked in on all the Bulls information that you need from around the league. What have you been hearing regarding COVID-19 in the NBA? We started our show talking about Kyrie Irving and others saying that, you know, respect my privacy. We're not going to talk about COVID-19. I heard Bradley Beal. I listened to his entire press conference. What have you been hearing about COVID-19 in the NBA? Because you and I both knew this was going to be a topic on media day across the league. Well, league-wide, the the, the NBA can't force the players to take a vaccine. Uh, They need a an agreement with the the MBPA, the Players Association, to finalize that, to formalize that, or to to even have any chance of getting that passed, and and that's just not happening. So, uh, but it sounds like the the vast majority of players are vaccinated, and so that's a good thing. Uh, Arturis Karnaschovas said yesterday at media day that ninety percent, around ninety percent of the team of the Bulls are are vaccinated, but it's not. 100%. So uh, the thing is, is, you know, that carries a lot of uh, stringent requirements uh, that players, non-vaccinated players have to have to, to follow. So um, the, the, the more that the team is vaccinated, uh, the better it will be in terms of not having to uh, be subject subjected to stringent testing and, and, and potential quarantines if you're in close proximity to someone who tests positive. So, so these are all things that the Bulls want to avoid. We saw Zach Levine miss 11 of the last 17 games last year when uh, the Bulls were in a playoff push at the end of the season. So uh, you don't want that to happen, something similar to happening again this year. And so, uh, it, you know, it would behoove the Bulls uh, for, for more than just this reason, of course, but it would behoove them to get vaccinated and make sure that uh, all the players are. Yeah, I, I'm wondering from a team standpoint what their rights are, right? Like you're right, that, that you have to be able to talk to the Players Association. And of course, that's a, a non-starter uh, as far as the Players Association may Making players get vaccinated, but what are the rights that do teams have? Can a team can say, for instance, uh, Golden State with Andrew Wiggins? Wiggins is like, I'm not getting the vaccine. Well, if you're the Warriors, do you have to play him? You don't have to play him, do you? Yeah, it's a slippery slope, and there's a lot of uncertainty with what's going on right now. I'll tell you one that's even more confusing is that how the visiting players can go into those states and play games, but the home team player can't. And that's that's uh, from a competitive balance standpoint, from a fairness there standpoint. I mean, it's just it's just not right when you when you think of it like that. So there's a lot of little small details like that that need to be figured out. Uh, there's some NBA players who be like, "Cool, I, uh, 41 games in the road, I'll do that." Like, like <laughs> I'm still get that check, <laughs> right? Like, I'll play half the season and I'm good. I'll help you, but only for 41 games. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. that's just amazing. So, Darnell, if I gave you the Bucks or the Field to win the East, which one would you take? I take the Field. I mean, you still have the Lakers, you still have the Nuggets, you still have the Jazz, you still have the Nets. Um, I would probably cap it there. I might be forgetting a team or two, but uh, those are those are the heavyweights. Um, the Warriors, if they can uh, figure out how to get Clay Thompson back on the court, and um, you know, all season, not just in spurts and, and minute restrictions and stuff like that, but um, you, know, you, you can't rule out Steph and, and Clay and Draymond. So um, you know, you, you still got teams, and, and even though the Bucks are the defending champions, I would say uh, the Nets. You know, and I've been high on Kevin Durant for a long time. I, I do believe his day is coming where he gets another one outside of Golden State. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I take the field. So you say the same thing in the East, right? You you think that the Nets are the favorite in coming into the season? 
I would think so. I mean, look, Kevin Durant's, you know, a couple inches away from sending the Bucks home last year. Mm-hmm. And that was without a fully healthy James Harden and Kyrie Irving. So uh, if those guys can get healthy, I mean, that, that's a highly potent offensive squad that, that's going to give a lot of teams problems this season. And, and uh, it's going to be kind of reminiscent in, in some ways to that Warriors squad that Durant was on with Clay and Steph. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that team fully healthy. By the way, one other thing about the Bulls I want to ask you about. I I thought that after the roster was, you know, pretty much set as far as uh, who Billy Donovan was going to run out there, I thought that the Bulls were a little small. Like 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 Vucevic is is the big guy there, but without Patrick Williams, what do we what do they do there? How, how do you look at the roster in that regard? Because I feel like there isn't enough toughness in the painted area for this team. Yeah, they got some. They've got some weaknesses that they need to figure out a way to overcome uh and size is definitely going to be one of them and that's going to probably show itself early and often this season whether it's rebounding or interior defense uh they don't have a lot of depth they got tony bradley behind vucevic and then without patrick williams you're either going to be leaning on Derek jones jr uh demar Derozan to play for or or one of the johnsons alizé or, or stanley so um, you know, they're going to have to get some contributions uh, in, in different ways. And I think playing small, playing faster, uh, relying on maybe, maybe more threes um, instead of throwing it inside. Maybe these are all ways that Billy Donovan's going to try to overcome that lack of size. All right, last thing, Darnell, what, what storyline intrigues you the most around the league? You got your ear around the league. What, what seems to stand out most that you're looking forward to seeing this season? Well, the storyline and what I'm looking forward to seeing are two different things. But the storyline is Bill Ben, ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I want to see where he ends up and, and and how that all plays out. He's made it clear that he's not going to show up to camp. He's not going to play another game for the Sixers. Okay, well, if that's his decision. Where is he going to play? And and what are the Sixers going to get? And who's going to be the team that takes a chance on Ben Simmons and, and all of the issues that he seems to be having or seem to have at the end of last season? So so that, to me, right now, is the big one, and I think the biggest one league-wide. And then Damian Lillard's situation at Portland, I think, is probably a close second. Uh, nothing probably is going to happen on that anytime soon, but it's also something to watch. Yeah, that Simmons piece is very interesting, Darnell. It's very interesting because... I mean, you're an all-world defender. You can get to the basket. Uh, there's a lot of things that you could do well. You just you don't you want to get to the foul line. You don't like shooting threes. And it's like there's a lot more positive than negatives with him. But when you're trying to leave because Embiid's clowning on you, or you mistook, or you misread what Doc Rivers was really saying at the end of the Sixer season, I, I just don't know how he. I still understand how he looks at this and says the Sixers are not a fit. After all these things, he wants to leave. And it's like, man, quitting is so easy to do. And I just don't – I wish that he stayed with the Sixers and just kind of play this thing out. But he's not. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange time. I mean, guy plays – he performs poorly at his job and then tells his bosses he's not going to show up. But, oh, yeah, he still wants to be paid. <laughs> right. and, then, and then dictate – which employer he wants to go to next. <laughs> it's, it's a strange league, but, you know, professional athletes are professional athletes for a reason. There's not too many people on the planet who can do what they do, and there's no one else on the planet who can do what Ben Simmons does. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he, he is going to get his, his wish eventually. And like I said, I'm, I'm curious to see uh, exactly what the Sixers get and what team gives up exactly what for him. 
Darnell Mayberry from TheAthletic.com. Go to TheAthletic.com and click NBA, click Bulls, and you get all the information that you need for the Chicago Bulls and the NBA. Darnell, as always, I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Jonathan. The Under the Hood Basketball Podcast is brought to you by DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Whatever you're looking for, make sure that you use the code WMVP. Again, DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. NBA games are available right now for you to bet on. Check it out. DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. I thought this was interesting from Shannon Sharp talking to Mark Jackson. Shannon Sharp from Fox talks to Mark Jackson from ESPN, the number one analyst for ESPN, along with Jeff Van Gundy and Mike Breen. Listen to this. I'd love to get your feedback at Tweet J Hood, and I'd love to get your answers on this if you're an NBA fan. Listen very closely. You get one. You get one trait. Steph shooting or Jordan's athleticism. That's an easy call for me. I would take Steph shooting because we haven't seen guys with Jordan's athleticism, mm-hmm. but we've seen special athletes right. at the playground okay. that never made it. Right. If you can shoot like Steph Curry, you're going to be all right. Kobe's mentality or LeBron's basketball IQ? <laughs> That's a closer one. But um, I'm going to tell you, I would take Kobe men's, Kobe's mentality. Okay. The reason why is because I would be successful in life, period, whether it be basketball or somewhere else, okay. I'm going to be good. Shaq dominance or Tim Duncan's fundamentals? <laughs> me the dominance. <laughs> Give me Shaq's dominance. He's a tough... What are you doing? You, these are tough questions, man. I got... This is going to be good. Kyrie handles or Magic passing? <sighs> You're asking me? I got to say Magic's passing. As great as Kyrie's handles are and is, I was birthed on Magic Johnson's ability to see the floor and make everybody else better. You know what? I agree with Mark Jackson. How about that? Four for four. So think about this. Kobe's mentality or LeBron's basketball IQ. Steph's shooting or Jordan's athleticism. Shaq's dominance or Duncan's fundamentals. Kyrie's handles or Magic's passing. Man, you know what? I'm going Steph shooting because we've never seen shooting like that before. Duke can shoot it from the moon. And the biggest play in basketball is the three-point shot, as you well know. So I'm taking Steph. Kobe's mentality. Again, the Mamba mentality. I'm taking that over LeBron's basketball IQ. Shaq's dominance over Duncan's fundamentals. The ability to get, to get it in the painted area and Shaq Duncan on guys, yeah. Now, Duncan's fundamentals, I think it's even closer than what I'm saying, but Shaq's dominance, yeah, I'm going with that. And then Kyrie's handles or Magic's passing, I'm taking Magic. Magic at 6'9", and before it was even fashionable, the dude was able to pass the basketball the way he did. Man, I'm taking Magic's passing over Kyrie's handles. Some good questions on Club Shay Shay. From Shannon Sharp to Mark Jackson. Huh. I'd love to get your thoughts at Tweet J Hood. And lastly, let's hear from Zach Levine of the Bulls. And again, we're keeping our eyes on the Bulls and the NBA on this podcast. So Zach Levine got a chance to meet with the media the other day. Um, the first question was from Casey Johnson saying, hey, you can get a contract accomplished here before the season, but maybe something could happen uh, pretty soon. Zach Levine says, I'm a team first guy. It means a lot hearing that from them, man. 
think you guys know I'm a team first guy. I'm excited with all the moves that was made and really looking forward to getting, you know, into camp and, and getting to know these guys and getting the season started because, you know, we have all we all have a lot to prove. And even from a team point, you know, I'm, I'm excited to really get this season started, but that means a lot from them. Zach, do you have to go into this thing, you know, this big free agent year with the mindset of Bulls first or I have to shop and do what's right by me at some point and just to see what's out there and then go back to the Bulls? I mean, do you kind of have a plan where, yeah, I, I put my time in and I'm going to go shopping and see what's out there? My, my plan is to tomorrow get ready for training camp, get ready for the season and try to help these guys win just like everybody else. I'm not worried about my contract right now. That will be a point in time in the future. And my agent and I will sit down and discuss and go from there. But right now it's about the Bulls and us getting better tomorrow. Do you don't feel any more pressure this year because it is a big contract year or no? Uh, we have pressure every day. You know, pressure for us isn't going out there to play basketball. You know, pressure is when you know a mom has to wake up and has to supply for her kids. You know, basketball isn't that much pressure. All right, thank you. Zach, a lot of a lot of people like us in the media have gotten questions about you all summer. What would you learn from the Olympic experience? What, how could that make you better? How would you answer that question? What would you bring into this season? The Olympic experience was incredible. Um, just from a, a standpoint of being around a bunch of a bunch of guys that are at the highest level, um, on and off the court, with the coaches included, um, and then be, you know playing a role with a team that. It was all about winning, and we were all at the top of our game. We all couldn't be the number one option, and we had to find a role and help the team win. And it was it was an incredible experience for me, and you know I really uh, was really honored to go out there and fight for my country. Zach, do you think do you feel like your next contract is going to be related to how many wins you guys? get this year whether you can make the playoffs or is that kind of two separate things same thing same thing i told joe just i'm i'm not even worried about my contract situation that thing will be a point in time in the future next you know my my mind is tomorrow starting this thing off right working hard and and getting forward with helping us win and and just being involved with the team this year Zach, how do you think this uh team's going to change stylistically speaking in the way you guys play with Alonzo, Caruso, and DeMar in the picture. We got a bunch of new guys, new faces, and a bunch of talent. Um, we got to get to know each other first, and, and then I think that's where Billy and a lot of the guys, the leaders of the team, decide like how we're really going to play. But I know first and foremost we're going to have a, a commitment to coming in every day and getting our work in and being a really hard, hard-playing team. And um, obviously we're going to be exciting. We're going to be able to get up and down the floor with some athletic guys, but we got to see how it is first before we can put any names on it. But I just know that we're going to come in with our hard hats on and, and be ready to scrap. Zach Levine, Chicago Bulls. There was questions about his contract, and he deflected it, though. He says, I'm just focused on the season. If you're a Bulls fan, that's a good thing. We'll see what happens next offseason with the Bulls in that contract situation for Zach Levine. We are brought to you by DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. I'm Jonathan Hood. Don't forget to catch Cap and J Hood mornings between 7 and 10 a.m. Central on ESPN 1000. Of course, download the ESPN Chicago app. If you love basketball, you come to the right place. 
college, pro, all the stuff that you need to know getting ready for the basketball season is right here on the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast. Don't forget to download the app for ESPN Chicago and Spotify. You can find this podcast on Spotify as well. We'll talk to you next week with another edition of the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast. The season's getting even closer, and we'll discuss it right here on UTH. Thanks for listening.